The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we are so pleased to have with us, and really honored to have with us tonight, uh, an authority on a little-known vitamin, K2. Her name is Dr. Kate Rayomay-Blue. She's a Canadian, uh, and talking to us folks down here in the South and all over the world, really, through this show. Uh, And she's a doctor of naturopathic medicine and an author of a very well-known book. Uh, By now, it's it's becoming a classic almost. uh, It's called Vitamin K2 and the Calcium Paradox, How a Little-Known Vitamin Could Save Your Life. And uh, we are so welcome to have Dr. Kate with us tonight. Dr. Kate, are you there? I am. Thank you so much, Dr. Jim and Dr. Jean. I'm delighted to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, as we, we were going to talk about tonight, um, the K and the vitamin K and specifically K2. Yeah, just uh, kind of walk us through, you know, K and K1, K2, the differences between the two. That's a good question because there is still a lot of confusion around the differences between these nutrients, and that has led to misunderstanding and even, uh, you know, them being overlooked in the importance in our health. So when we talk about vitamin K, it's not just one nutrient. It's just like saying, you know, take vitamin B wouldn't make any sense to anybody because there's a whole bunch of vitamin Bs. Uh, Vitamin K is a family. Now, to make things simple, fortunately, there's really only two main members of the family that are important for our health. That's vitamin K1 and K2. K1 comes from green leafy vegetables. That's where we find it in our diet. And it's very easy to get in your diet. Even if you only ate the parsley on the side of your plate, you know, once every few months, you would have plenty of vitamin K1. It's almost impossible to be deficient in that. And this nutrient is used for blood clotting. So, you know, most people who have heard of vitamin K may think of green leafies and blood clotting, and that's K1. And again, almost impossible to be deficient because the body recycles vitamin K1. So you never need to buy a supplement of it or take it. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very easy to get from your diet. Vitamin K2 is very different in that under normal circumstances, it doesn't participate in blood clotting. It doesn't come from green leafy vegetables, and we don't recycle it, which means that if you don't have enough vitamin K2 in your diet on a daily basis, you can become deficient in it very quickly. And studies have shown that, in fact, um, you know, this is three large population-based studies at this point, show that many people, uh, the majority of apparently healthy adults, are deficient in vitamin K2, and we can talk about, you know, what that means and the health implications of that. But deficiency is widespread of vitamin K2, just as we've heard with vitamin D. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, one of the things is about where you get K2 from. And I think one of the reasons you're seeing such a deficiency is the way that the animals are fed. That's right. Yes. That's, and that's a big not factor. getting what people used to get years ago. That's right. So K2 used to be much more common in our diets than it is today for a couple of reasons. The big one is exactly as you said, uh, Janine, that that it is the, um, the the way the animals are fed. So basically, as I was saying before, you know, humans, we don't get vitamin K2 from green leafy vegetables. Right. But herbivores, animals that eat primarily uh, green things, you know, uh, cows, chickens, pigs, and all those creatures are out on the pasture eating green grass in their diet, they will take vitamin K1 from that and turn it into vitamin K2. So then mm-hmm. animal foods like eggs and butter and dairy, cream particularly because this is a fat-soluble vitamin, so you find it in things like butter and the fat of animals that eat grass. And when we removed animals from the pasture and confined them to grain feeding, that really, really decreased our K2 intake. So that's why I call it the, the grass-fed vitamin. It really is. And, and, you know, that's like you said, when you look at the, um, the progression of or the t- deterioration, you know, of the diet in uh, North America over the past, say, 30, 40 years, where we've gone away from, you know, the small communal farms and into the more mass-produced things. Um, and, and these animals that, you know, that people are consuming, whether it be the chicken or the pig or the cow, typically are fed, you know, the GMO-type foods, uh, genetically modified. And mm-hmm. uh, our crowd has heard some pretty good stories. We've had some pretty good, interesting shows about that. We had Dr. Senef, Stephanie Senef on a couple yeah. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be on next week, by the way, yeah. uh, about statins. We, uh, we, we're, we, she wants to talk about statin drugs particularly. But back to those, uh, you know, the way the animals are fed and, and farmed today, uh, it, it, it just takes that K2 totally out of our diet. That's right. I mean, our, our K2 intake has dropped just because of that. And then, you know, another source, we know that grass-fed foods, animal foods, are a mm-hmm. big source of vitamin K2. But another source of vitamin K2 are uh, certain types of fermented foods. Not all, mm-hmm. but some types of fermented foods are high in vitamin K2 because there's certain types of bacteria that will make K2. And this is another mm-hmm. thing that you know, uh, before maybe two or three generations, we didn't have refrigerators, right? This, this whole concept right. of eating fresh fruits and vegetables every day was just not something our great-grandparents could have done because they simply didn't have fridges. So people that's ate true. a lot more fermented foods, and that's where you got the vitamin K2 also from those foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particularly like your kraut and those kind of foods. Right. That's right. Now, yeah. sauerkraut in particular isn't necessarily high in K2, no. although it's no. good for lots of other reasons. But, right. um, you know, lots of other types of fermented cheeses. There's unusual right. food. Natto, it's a Japanese fermented soybean food. But, you mm. know, all of these were traditional foods because they didn't need refrigeration. And they provided a lot more vitamin K2 than we get today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the natto, I've talked to quite a few people mm-hmm. that have tried it. And they definitely say the taste. If, you're not, if you don't grow up with it, it's hard to eat. It's it's different. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Putting it mildly, it is different. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm surprised at the number of people. You know, I talk in my book about my struggles to find natto and then try to eat it as well. I mean, cooking it is simple. You just thaw it and put it on fire right. yeah. or whatever. 
Uh, but that, that then comes the hard part, which is, you know, the eating of it. Um, but I'm surprised at the amount of people who try it right away and say, hey, that's not so bad. So I, I don't discourage people, if you can find it, um, from trying to eat it. But right. uh, And it certainly is the highest known food in vitamin K2. Right. But we're lucky we can get K2 from other sources as well. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned cheeses, and there's a couple of cheeses in particular uh, the gouda and the brie, right? right. Mm. Yeah, so those are, uh, so gouda and brie, that whatever the bacteria are that make those cheeses are also make lots of vitamin K2. So it doesn't matter, you know, if the milk that went into the cheese is grass-fed. That's not important the, for, for, the, for the purpose of the cheese because it's the bacteria that will make that. And, you know, regardless of where you go, brie cheese, in order to be called brie cheese, is always made with the same bacteria. So brie and gouda are delicious, and they're great sources mm-hmm. of vitamin K2. Certainly are. What about, and I know that you've talked about this and we talk about it a lot, is the scaring of everybody of the fat, Oh, and, yeah. you know, with the butter or the ghee or the gouda or the brie is people being scared. I mean, we see so many people that are so afraid to eat fat. And it's unfortunate that it still lingers, even though, mm-hmm. you know, in the scientific literature, the studies have come out over the last five, eight years, really indicating that there was really no, not a lot of good evidence that saturated fat was harmful, but there, there came a time that, you know, no scientist could publish any paper that said anything but saturated fat is bad for you, although there was not a lot of good scientific evidence behind that. Um, you know, saturated fat is not the culprit. People think of it, this, they've got this idea in their heads of, of this fat somehow clogging up the arteries like, mm-hmm. like, like it clogs up a pipe, but our arteries are certainly not pipes. And uh, this is really not uh, clogging of the arteries. Ultimately, high sugar intake will cause inflammation, mm, which will cause you know deposit of fats in the arteries, and that's problematic. Um, but it's interesting if you look at some of the foods that are high in K2, like uh, brie cheese, gouda, egg yolks, butter, and actually one of the highest ones, surprisingly, is goose liver, which mm. is an unusual food, but I bring it up because goose liver pate and all those other foods are very common in the French diet. And for a right. long time, the French have had this reputation of eating all this rich, creamy, fatty food and yet having extremely low rates of heart disease. And they yeah. smell like chimneys, by the way. They should all be dead of heart disease. <laughs> right, right. But they're not. You know, and and, that brings up something about, you know, of course, the French paradox, they always talk about resveratrol, which we've talked about. We've even had shows on this one about ourselves. But, you know, I, I think there's a little more to it. And I, you know, a lot of people get kind of a glazed look when I start explaining that it's more to it than just a little bit of resveratrol. And you get into the things like the synergistic effects of the vitamin K2 that in their diet along with the resveratrol and, and you know, ad infinitum. And it, it becomes quite evident that it's, it's more to it than just one thing. Oh, there's, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, resveratrol is a fantastic antioxidant. And, mm-hmm. But you're right. On its own, it doesn't have necessarily the capacity to just simply clear out the arteries the way no. we've seen with K2. And so, yeah, honestly, if, if people are looking for a very heart-healthy snack, you know, you, you hear them saying hummus and some carrot sticks or, you know, veggies and low-fat dip. No, brie cheese and a glass of red wine is probably the most <laughs> heart-healthy I'll snack that you one. can okay. come up with. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. And, and that's true. You know, I think our, our dietary uh, stuff, our, our model has changed so much over the past, say, 40 years here in the United States, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ansel Keys kind of deteriorated yeah. everything about yeah. the fat and, and just 
totally destroyed the diet in America. It really did back in the 70s. Mm. So uh, that's been a, a real earth-shattering thing to us. And trying to re-educate these folks, you know, Janine and I hit this every day with, you know, trying to re-educate them to where they, you know, because they come in wanting to lose weight. And, of course, you know, we have to convince them that they have to eat more fat. And that's just mm. so counter to what they've been told for the past 40 years. Sure. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's a foreign And of concept. course, the good fat, because, yes. of course, you know, if you fats. start frying things in soybean oil and cottonseed mm-hmm. oil yeah, and right. canola yeah. oil, you're really not doing very good. <laughs> right. And it's it funny, you know, you're right. We've been, we've heard this, this message so often, and yet we, we want to get back to the old ways of doing things. You know, eat what your grandparents ate, your great-grandparents ate. Go back to frying in lard, especially if you can get, mm-hmm. you know, some nice grass-fed lard. And that kind of blows people away, but uh, we didn't have the weight and, and the cardiac problems uh, back then that we do now, and, and people were eating all of these things. That's true. Okay, we're coming up on a break, folks, uh, and we'll want you to come back in the next segment. We're going to have more with Dr. Kate and vitamin K2. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. 
We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, uh, we are so pleased to have Dr. Kate Rayamay Blue with us. And Dr. Kate is talking to us about uh, vitamin K2, Janine. And we've had some pretty interesting things so far. So where do we want to go next with this one? I think we need to talk about why K2 is so important, especially with heart disease. Yeah, that cardiovascular link. Yes. Dr. Kate, let's talk about that heart link. This is such an important area. You know, we were, we were speaking before about concerns or, or how people think and, and really having a false notion uh, of how our arteries can become clogged, as it were, basically develop plaque in them or atherosclerosis. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, uh, now that, that is always uh, secondary to inflammation in the body and then there's, um, that, you know, will cause a reaction that, that causes this, this plaque to build up. But the plaque will have a core of calcium in it. Mm-hmm. And it's been shown that if, even based on coronary artery uh, scans and, and uh, artery screening, that the amount of calcium you find in the arteries um, represents the amount of plaque that's in there. And that's highly predictive of your chance of having a heart attack within five years of having that test. And this really reflects the, the relationship of calcium as it builds up in the arteries to your risk of heart attack and stroke, much, much more so than cholesterol. There's been so much focus on cholesterol over the years. And the fact is, your cholesterol levels are not a very good predictor of your risk no. of heart attack. Right. That's true. You know, uh, we make folks aware of this because a lot of times people will come in and they're, they're so concerned about their cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you know, that it's a little known statistic, but... of the people that have a heart attack have what we call normal cholesterol. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth because the flip side is people will have their cholesterol tested, they find out it's normal, and think, okay, I'm in the clear. You know, I'm good, right. And that's even more dangerous. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is more dangerous. I think you're right. I think people think because their cholesterol is normal that they actually have no other risk. And like we tell people, there's a lot of other risk factors. And, you know, being deficient in K2 is one of them. And like you said, it's a real high deficiency. It's very, very common. And a number of uh, sort of areas of research and levels of research from population-based studies to individual case studies to clinical trials have shown that, uh, in, you know, your, your um, risk of heart attack and the amount of plaque and calcium in your arteries increases as your levels of K2 drop, and the reverse is, is true. By increasing your K2 intake and, and taking, for example, vitamin K2 in the clinical studies, you can mm-hmm. decrease the calcification in the arteries, which ultimately lowers your chance of having a heart attack and stroke. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, we were talking earlier about, uh, we, we have a couple of uh, clinical cases that we've dealt with, with the carotid stenosis or, you know, the carotid arteries being plugged blocked with calcium, mm-hmm. and where these people took, uh, in our formula, that uh, our AD and K2, uh, and that was their therapy. Was yeah, and usually that. we do that coupled with the natokinase, yeah. which, of course, you mm-hmm. already talked about, natto itself having levels of K2, right. so even the natokinase itself has some MK, MK7 yeah. in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've explained to them that, you know, when they, if they pull the calcium out of that atherosclerotic plaque, you still have the soft tissue or foam cell substrate there, mm-hmm. and we want to get rid of that. So we, we always put in that uh, proteolytic enzyme like natokinase 
and things like that to and seropeptidase. We have a combo for that. And that actually can help dissolve away that, get, reduce that inflammation that you, you know, talked about just mm-hmm. uh, moments ago. And then if you pull the calcium out, do all those good things to it, we've actually had several cases where the carotid stenosis went from significant and ready for surgery to absolutely normal. I and, believe it. And I love yeah. your approach on that with combining those um, those different uh, ingredients because mm-hmm. to, to, to assess those. And this, you know what, this brings me to a, a point that's one of the most common questions I get asked, so we, we should address it. People ask, well, if K2 reduces calcium in the arteries, uh, doesn't that increase my risk of, uh, say, a heart attack or stroke? Because people imagine the calcium kind of breaking off. Breaking off, right. Yeah. I hear away. people, I hear that one too. <laughs> yes, and it, and it doesn't happen that way at all. That's no. not how uh-uh. it works. And as a matter of fact, K2 is involved with plaque stability. So it Darn. helps make the plaque less prone to rupture. So it helps reduce the size of the plaque and make it less prone to, prone to rupturing, which is ultimately, of course, what causes the heart attack. Right. One thing that I usually explain to them, I say, you know, it's like if you put a, I hate to say this, you use this terminology, but if you put a sugar cube in water, mm-hmm. it doesn't just start breaking apart, it dissolves. Right. And that's yeah. literally what you're doing with the, with the K2 is dissolving mm-hmm. that calcium, putting it back into an ionic form where your body can use it. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny because how people do think that, and I hear that a lot. Well, oh, yeah. well actually dissolving that would be dangerous to break off. I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's um, one of the most common questions. Exactly. Yeah. Now, another thing, I mean, because we've talked about the K2, and we keep mentioning the MK7. So there is a, the, the MK4 and MK7, there's different forms of vitamin K2. And right. so, if you will, talk about the two different forms and sure. what the difference is. Yeah, this is important because for, for anybody shopping for uh, supplements, uh, there are these two forms of vitamin K2 that you'll find on the market. They both work, uh, and, but they just need to be taken in their appropriate doses. Now, I think there's certain advantages of one form over the other, particularly the MK7. I like because it's more convenient. You can get your, your benefits in a single daily dose, which is why I tend to lean to the MK7. But mm-hmm. MK4 also works. So you're looking at these mm-hmm. two forms. MK4 is what's called a short-chain form. And so for that reason, uh, you have to take um, it typically two to three times a day. And you're looking at amounts... Well, probably at the very lowest end, 1,500 micrograms, whereas the MK7, it's a longer chain form. It stays in the blood longer, so you can take it once daily, and you can get uh, benefits in doses as low as 500 micrograms and even less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what all the research that we've looked at over the years has, has kind of pointed to that. And, uh, you know, that just made it, you know, when we started putting together formulations with, you know, the, with the for K2, we we always wanted that that MK7 simply because, like you said, convenience of you know taking one pill a day rather than taking something multiple times a day. Patient right. compliance a lot is of the a big early issue. research used the MK4 form, uh, mm-hmm. but that again re- requires three times a day dosing. The MK7, right. there's there's the newest the newer research is, tends to be focusing on that, and right. you know a daily dose is more convenient for people. Much and more. the MK4 is synthetic to where the MK7 is natural, right? That's right. That's a good point. So although MK4 is technically the the type of vitamin K that you might find in animal foods in nature, in butter and egg yolks and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. 
that's not where it comes from in the supplements. In the supplemental right. form, it is a synthetic form. Uh, now, studies have shown it, it's still safe and effective. Um, mm-hmm. However, the, the MK7 form is extracted from natto is natural because it comes from this bacterial fermentation, which is a natural process. Right. Much, much better for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very much so. Like I said, the, when the K2, when you start looking at it, I mean, everyone should get the beneficial amounts. Now, I know, what. let's talk about what is your minimum amount of K2 and what is the maximum amount of K2? Well, the, the maximal amount is easier to, to, to say because there is no toxic amount. K2 has no toxicity. Unlike other fat-soluble vitamins, you know, we've heard of to- potential toxicity with vitamin D or A, but mm-hmm. K2 is non-toxic. Now, that said, that doesn't necessarily mean more is better. I think after a certain point, you know, your benefit may max out. We don't know where that is. Uh, but I certainly have, you know, know people taking 500 micrograms very safely on a daily basis and, and getting good effects from that. On the minimal side... Uh, I would say, you know, we don't have a, you know, a recommended daily intake or a recommended, uh, you know, amount yet, minimum amount for this nutrient, but I would say a minimum 120 micrograms, that's, uh, this is the MK7 form, I would say that that's kind of a minimum dose. But, you know, the most recent clinical trials for osteoporosis and uh, artery calcifications are using around 180 to 360 micrograms, so... Oh, okay. So, so our mm-hmm. our five hundred micrograms is, is pretty, pretty much on target then. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if That's you right. were trying to reverse the plaque in arteries, would you go higher than five hundred micrograms? Well, hard to say. You know, I'm basing my recommendations on the studies I've seen so yes. far, and the most recent mm-hmm. one used 360 micrograms, and they were able to see a 50% reduction in the uh, markers of calcification within three months, and, uh, and that's good. good. In a short that's really good. 360 micrograms. So. Oh, okay. So, so our mm-hmm. our five hundred micrograms is pretty, pretty much on target. Then, yep. yeah. Now, if That's you right. were trying to reverse the plaque, I think, in a way, you know, they're just looking at vitamin K two, which is fine, and it does work on its own. But I really prefer it in combination with the other nutrients like vitamins A and D because they work all together, uh, and I think that they would see greater benefits if they studied them together. Right. When, and when right. you start looking at vitamin D, I mean, we're we're in South Mississippi, so we're in the sunniest. I mean, one of the sunniest parts of the country you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, and we honestly, if we on lab work, we find that at least 80, 80 to 90 percent of everybody we check is vitamin D deficient. Sure. Yeah, that's I cool. amazing. Yep. It's a real high deficiency. And the D2, I mean, we've seen some pretty negative mm-hmm. research on it recently. Yes. And about even, you know, increasing amyloid plaques in the brain with the D2. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, D2, I don't, I don't know why it's even still on the market. It's such an archaic uh, form of vitamin D. It was, you know, first introduced back in the 1920s because it could cure rickets. So I think we're a little bit past the point of, you know, we, we want more from our vitamin D than be able to cure yes, rickets. Exactly. Otherwise, there's <laughs> really no good reason to take D2. Um, I don't know why it's still out on the market. I guess it's cheaper. Or I don't know what. But, um, yeah, D3 is, is safer, more effective. It's, it's really the, the form our body is is meant to use. Right. I agree. Yeah, medically we see that that's the only type that they prescribe though is the K2. And uh, and we we keep a a, a copy uh, of the research done on the K2 and amyloid placking and I just hand it to them. Say here, read it and then go make your doctor read this. Um, because you really need to be taking a different form of of uh, of D that's for sure. 
Now, I had a lady today, just today, I was going to say this real quick because I was like, oh, gosh, you're really not taking the right thing. Um, calcium carbonate that was mm-hmm. loaded with propylethylene glycol, Ooh. red dye number, whatever. I mean, it was like it had dyes and chemicals and preservatives, and it was calcium carbonate. Mm. She was taking a high dose of that with D2 She's a walking that her doctor had prescribed. Exactly. And I was like, okay, you are not on the right track. She said, well, somebody I talked to today told me I had to come talk to you all about it. <laughs> well, good. She got some good advice. but there- Exactly. <laughs> so much I was like, okay, let's get calcium. you straightened out. Right. So. <laughs> Okay, folks, we're coming up on another break, but if you'll listen to us, we'll get you straightened out, too. So uh, come back with us after this break, and we'll talk more about uh, K2 and with Dr. Kate. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, folks. And tonight we've got Dr. Kate Rayame Blue with us, and we're talking about. We've had some very interesting conversation about uh, vitamin K two and author, uh, the uh, the things with the coronary placking and things like that, the atherosclerosis. 
But Janine, before the break, we got started on something that you and I think are very good, and Dr. Kate thinks also, that's the osteoporosis. Right. We definitely need to talk about osteoporosis because it's a big issue, and you know, most people are not just deficient in Vosimax. That's right. You know, it's a big issue. There's a lot of confusion, misunderstanding, people struggling with it Mm -hmm. for ages. And it's probably one of the the main things, the main health conditions that uh, attract people to my book or, you know, people start doing research and then end up finding my book is because of osteoporosis. Because for so long, we've been told, well, if your bone mineral density is low and your bones are mostly, you know, made up of calcium, so the story goes, well, then take calcium supplement. And that, you know, seems to make sense and it's helpful to a certain extent. And then the idea is if a little calcium is good, then more must be better. So take a lot of calcium and take it with some vitamin D because D helps you absorb calcium, which it does. But Mm -hmm. the fact is that if that was ultimately true, then we could, we could cure osteoporosis with high enough doses of calcium, and we know that's not the case. Yeah, we know that one. Yeah. Right. So, so we know, first of all, it's not just a matter of calcium. Uh, more is not better when it comes to calcium. And, of course, there's the studies, and this is the jumping off point for my book, mm-hmm. uh, that have shown that people who take calcium supplements have 20 to 30% more heart attacks and strokes than people who don't. There's so been a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, so that, that calcium can get in the wrong places. And uh, ultimately, the key is we want to have the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin D to help us absorb calcium. But once the calcium is absorbed, vitamin D has no control over where it goes. So right. the K2 then takes over to guide the calcium into the bones. Of course, we need other nutrients, magnesium, microminerals. The K2 has been the really big missing piece of the puzzle. It sure has. And that, that's... a. Uh... You know, when we, we've explained this, and, and you know, I, like Janine said, we sometimes hand out research to our patients. And, uh, you know, we, we've shown them the research that shows that, like you said, the females that, and especially with the, most of the studies I've looked at, I think, were over on females who were taking a, a enormous amounts of calcium unopposed with the D and the K2 and so on. Mm-hmm. And they had it increased their, actually increased their risk for cardiovascular disease. That's not a good thing. No, it's not. Yeah, that calcium can end up lining the arteries and depositing all all over the body in all kinds of places. Uh, Now, this can happen as well. Of course, we know that heart attacks and strokes and this calcium deposition is the leading cause of death in both men and women, whether Mm -hmm. or not Mm -hmm. you're taking calcium supplements. So we all have this problem with calcium. Uh, but certainly for people who are taking calcium supplements, uh, it's an even bigger issue. And so really the, the idea is to have uh, you know, smaller, more appropriate amounts of calcium, but even more importantly, the nutrients that help you absorb it. So you know, with the clinical trials on vitamin K2, they don't give calcium supplements, and yet they still see an increase in bone density, bone mineral content, bone strength. Um, and you know fewer uh, fractures, so improved outcomes, and those are all meaningful improvements in bone health. Certainly are. There's no doubt about that. And that it is—it actually seems like it's growing. The the increased amount of osteopenia and osteoporosis, and it probably really is linked to the decrease in K2 in the diet. Oh, I, I would definitely think so. Uh, you're right. It does seem to be that there's an increase in osteoporosis mm-hmm. on the rise. And, uh, and we know that there has been this decline of K2 in our diet over the last many decades and that deficiency is widespread. And I have no doubt that those things are linked. Yeah. Well, you know, like I say, we, a couple, you know, some few weeks back, we had Dr. Seneff out of um, MIT there on the show. And we're talking about the glyphosate and how that, yeah. you know, interferes with the, 
uh, with calcium metabolism via the K2, you know, metabolism as well. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing. You know, the, the American diet especially is pretty much a genetically modified diet. And you're, of course, that in, indicates that you're going to be loaded with the glyphosate. That's right. And all the ramifications thereof, you know. Yep, yeah, exactly. It, it's, and I know when people hear this, sometimes they think, well, this, this seems like a little confusing or, or maybe a bit overwhelming. Right. Um, and you can get very technical on it. Uh, but the actual remedies and the difference you can see by taking simple steps can be uh, very uh, surprising. It certainly can. And like I said, in K2, it's not an expensive nutrient. No. And like you said, in the diet, you can get it some really tasty foods. That's right. That's a nice bonus. I haven't heard anyone complain when I say eat more brie and gouda. Kind of like, okay. As as, as much as I love brie cheese, I can only eat so much of it. So even for myself, I do take a supplement uh, just Mm -hmm. to make sure, and and for my my family, my kids too, uh, you know, to get it enough in on a daily basis. Right. You know, it, I, you know, I, we're Jenny and I are big advocates of we really need to get as many of our nutrients as we can through our food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just find it almost impossible, impossible. to actually get a sufficient amount of all these nutrients, especially when it comes to something like K two uh, through the diet. So, yeah, because we always advocate a whole food diet, right? And not doing box processed foods and getting as much as you can. But in today's today's world, even with the soil that we are growing things in, it doesn't seem to have as much of the nutrients as it used to have. That's true. Right. I, and I agree. I also, uh, you know, recommend a whole food diet and try to eat that as much as possible. And I only have so much time for cooking and fermenting and preparing my food. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it, to have the supplement uh, as, a, as a backup, as insurance, is, essentially, is, is amazing. And we both take, we both take the it. 500 micrograms a day yes. of the K2. Um, you know, he, Jim has a lot of heart risk in his family. Um not heavy, so of course that increases risk of osteoporosis, so yeah. I definitely do the K2. And so, I mean, I think it's important for a lot of people, and it's not very expensive to do. And so a lot of people, you know, think that, oh, well, this must cost a lot. It doesn't. It's a very you take that with A and D, right? I do. Right. I do take the yeah. AD K2. Yeah. yeah, I love that combination. Uh, you know, people with osteoporosis have sometimes been warned away against vitamin A. Um, and I really would like to sort of counteract that. Many people are, seem to be fearful of vitamin A, but, you know, I talk about vitamins A and D being like the, uh, the brakes and the gas on your car. You, you could argue that the brakes antagonize the gas or vice versa, but you would not want to drive your car without both. So you right. really do need both those nutrients along mm-hmm. with the K2. They, they all work together. You know, something, uh, Kate, that we do, and we've been doing a lot of over the years here, is doing the, some of the genetic uh, testing. For instance, like 23andMe, and, and, and you can mm-hmm. get the, the data there. And there's an awful lot of folks that we see that come back that can't metabolize the beta-carotene into mm-hmm. vitamin A. Uh, they can't make that conversion. So, you know, I think that, that fear factor that they've used uh, for so many years about uh, vitamin A, I think it's been overdone because we see so many people that have the genetic defects where they can't process it properly. It, it has been overdone, and it's great that you're doing that kind of testing in your practice so you can tell people and explain to people, look, you're just not going to make that conversion because, oh. and I do talk about this in my book, you know, people say, well, avoid mm-hmm. vitamin A, but just eat, you know, orange vegetables and, and carrots. Uh, and but you know zero to fifty percent of that will be converted at best. But for lots of people, it's none at all. A, a, right. There are you know, like I say, we see you know when you start doing that genetic testing, 
and you see these people coming back with these certain uh, you know gene that knocked out that they can't convert it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care how much beta carotene you give them, and that may even be why we've seen some of the toxicity of the beta carotene in the yes. past. Yes, you know, I mean, I, you know, that just kind of light went on in my head when I started, you know, looking at these uh, reports of, yes. oh, this person can't metabolize the the carotenoids into the uh, vitamin A. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Maybe that if they can't, it's like the methylation issue. You know, yes. you can build up and get toxic on, say, the, some of the synthetic folic acid. Well, sure. same thing with the, you know, with the, the beta carotene. Oh, yeah. And then we have to look at these studies in a, in a whole new light because they do these studies and they make broad sweeping conclusions. But in fact, our genes have a huge role to play in how we can even make use or if we can make use of these nutrients. Right, right. And there's so much coming out in genetic medicine. It's kind of exciting. Especially that, for nutrition, yes. Exactly. It is, yeah. Well, that's where the most of it's coming out, Kate, is in the nutrition area. Because you can you, find out what you can yeah. do to maybe change mm-hmm. it and to actually be healthy or not get some of these diseases before it happens. Right. right. Now, another thing with K2 that I wanted to bring up and, or, or ask you about is there was a recent study that we saw, and it was probably done about three or four months ago, maybe six months ago. I'm, time, time goes by sometimes time fast. Flies, right. um, in Japan, where they, were, they actually showed where the statin drugs depleted K2. And in oh, turn, yes. because of the depletion of the K2, it actually caused you know, plaquing in the arteries. That's right. And that's, that's pretty recent, actually. I'm, I'm sure that it was. study was out in the last three months. That's, that's uh, up-to-date, cutting-edge information. But yes. you're right. Yes. It is, and, you know, these are uh, drugs that are being given to treat, you know, it, it would seem treat heart attack and stroke. Although for primary prevention, in other words, for people who have never had a heart attack, statins do absolutely nothing to reduce your risk of having a heart attack. So uh, is that you know, what's the reason for that? Is that, in fact, because although they may be lowering your cholesterol on one hand, which ultimately probably doesn't really help you, but um, increasing plaque on the other, <laughs> that's not a good trade-off at all. And, uh, and you're right, that is an important side effect, an overlooked side effect, and I believe the researchers who did that study have said, they suggest for anybody taking a statin now, in addition to CoQ10, mm-hmm. they should mm-hmm. also definitely be supplementing with K2. K2 yeah, I think K2, right. selenium, and CoQ10. That was, was the biggies, what that specific right. article said. Right. And what I thought was interesting is how you see a lot of the research show up on the, you know, the news wires, and you see it show up on some of the morning television shows. That one didn't show up anywhere. Mm, that one didn't show up, and even the, you know, the news about calcium and heart attacks and strokes. So many people missed that story, and it really did not get the attention it deserved. No, it really didn't. Sometimes you wonder why they put certain things out and not certain things because, and actually we found that research ourselves right after it came out by looking at more information on K2. That's how we found it, was researching K2. Researching K2 that you found out about the calcium studies. No, no, the, the, the uh, study on, on the, the in, in Japan on the statin. Oh, the statin. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, the statin. Yeah. Well, that you're you're really um, up on the most current information to even to be aware of that study. Yeah. We, we we try to research almost every day. We do every day. Yeah, pretty Something. much almost every day. But like I said, we definitely every week. I mean, mm-hmm. at least a couple of days a week. But we always try to keep up with the newest. But sometimes finding some of the stuff they try to bury is hard. It and is, that and that good. really didn't get the attention it deserved. And, and it did so not. People, with the number of people on statins, uh, K2 becomes even more important. Definitely. I've that's been telling true. anyone that comes in, that's on, if you're going to stay on a statin, you have to take K2. Exactly. Because it's going to deplete it. And, of course, the CoQ10 has been known for a while because of the congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also said selenium on that study. 
Mm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're all uh, factors in the, in, in the puzzle here. Yeah, it certainly is. Like I said, with heart disease being one of the biggest killers, you know, in the United States, especially, mm-hmm. you know, you, you would think they would have more information about things like K2, or if they find out that there's something that could actually, you know, help it, that you don't really see a lot of K2 in the main media. Yeah. Okay, we're coming up on another break here, folks. If you'll stay with us, we come back. We promise to have some more goodies for you in the next segment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight on Live Healthy, Be Healthy, we've got uh, Dr. Kate Rayame Blue and her book on vitamin K2. And we've had a, a tremendous uh, conversation here, Janine. And, uh, right, Dr. and K2 Kate, uh, is good for so many things. And we uh, wanted to, since it's the last segment, we wanted to bring up a few things that we have not touched on. And one is, um, Dr. Kate, if you'll tell us about the research on the K2 and prostate cancer. Yes. 
there's been a lot of research on K2 and prostate cancer and prostate health on, on a number of different levels. So we know uh, that men who have the highest, if you look at population-based studies, men who have the highest intake of K2 have the lowest incident of prostate cancer. Uh, K2 has even been used in treatments. And even for uh, prostate enlargement, which is a very common condition, interesting uh, hypotheses recently that that's ultimately uh, a K2 deficiency because of we know K2 is implicated with varicose veins, mm-hmm. um, K2 deficiency, and you can also get these essentially varicose veins in and around the prostate, which um, you know disrupts the blood flow and leads to enlargement of the prostate. So K2, very important nutrient for men's health in terms of heart, uh, you know, cardiovascular disease, as well as prostate. Yeah. That's what about for other cancers? There's a lot of research. I was surprised. So when I started researching my book, I I was amazed at the amount of research about vitamin K2 and cancer and that nobody had been talking about it. Um, Really for, well, lung and prostate cancer, the two big cancer killers of men, uh, a lot of case studies and some treatments on different types of leukemia, that's another common one, uh, breast stomach, um, you name it, actually, it seemed to be there was a smattering of research, and, and a lot out of Japan as well, where they've been researching this for a lot longer, about vitamin K2 and cancer. It yeah. seems that K2 controls uh, a protein in the body that helps with cell growth regulation, so making sure cells don't grow out of control. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I think epigenetically, um, you know, we talk about it being, you know, helping some of those suppressor genes and, and, mm-hmm. and so on. So that, that's, you know, that seems to be a, a big factor in that uh, cancer studies, too. Yes, that's right. I have a section in my book devoted to K2 and cancer and, and looking at some of the mechanisms of how it helps uh, precancerous cells either differentiate or die, which means, you know, turn into something normal or just die. Right, right. And we do recommend that everyone listening buy your book. Oh, I mean, yes. there's only so much you can talk about in an hour. Yeah. So there's a lot in that book that we probably won't get to. And it's again, it's called Vitamin K2 and the Calcium Paradox. I highly recommend the book. You know, folks, if, if there's one book that you really need to read, that's it. I mean, that, that is one of the big ones. It's not a very big book. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it, it's, it's well written. Dr. Kate, you did a great job. Thank you. I had to pat you on the back on that one. You did a great job. It's well-written. It's easy to understand. You put it in terms and terminologies where the average person can read it and say, and you walk away with a great deal of knowledge. Thank really you. That was, that was the idea. And it's available on all the regular uh, online book retailers, but mm-hmm. be patient with them because they tend to run out frequently. They're often out of stock. So, that's because uh, it's a big book. <laughs> it'll, it'll get back in stock, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, good. Now, a few other things that we just want to kind of get to before is, you know, one is fertility. You know, we have a lot of issues, people coming in about fertility issues, mm-hmm. and you talk about K2 and fertility also. Right. So we know for sure that K2 will increase testosterone levels, which will boost sperm count for men. So K2 mm. is very important for fertility for men. Uh, if, if low sperm count's an issue, then and K2 is important. And uh, we don't know about the role, you know, women's uh, fertility is, is more complex, of course, but we Why? do know uh, that K2 is so important uh, during pregnancy, early pregnancy, right from conception onwards. It plays a key role in the development of the baby's 
face and teeth and bones mm-hmm. and brain, and that all throughout pregnancy, uh, K2 is important. And then after uh, delivery, uh, during breastfeeding, uh, vitamin K2 is passed through the breast milk, and that has important benefits for the baby's uh, skeleton and growth. So it really, from conception, it's an important nutrient for health uh, right from the beginning, and it continues to be important throughout childhood for dental health and, and bone health and growth. Mm-hmm. Now, for dental health, it's important for adults as well, isn't it? It is, yes. So K2 will concentrate in the saliva glands, and then it's essentially kind of, when you have enough of it, it'll concentrate in the saliva glands. And then it's sort of squirted onto the teeth, which keep the teeth clean. And that's one area that people will often report when they start taking K2, that their teeth feel cleaner, the plaque or tartar crumbles Mm. off, or their their dental hygienist may say, oh, you're flossing more, or something along those lines. Uh, And it, it can be quite noticeable. So dental health, preventing cavities, and and uh, is, a, is a really important area for K2. Yeah. All right. Now, we've talked about uh, the health issues. Let's talk about the important stuff. What about wrinkles in the skin? Well, your wrinkles, this, this is it. Ultimately, <laughs> K2 has anti-wrinkle activity. I don't want to try to you know, cause a stampede here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that calcium can build up on the elastic tissues in the skin, just as it may right. build up on the elastic tissues in the arteries and veins and other areas. And when right. that happens, the skin's not so elastic anymore. And K2 mm-hmm. plays a role in preventing and even reversing the uh, calcification of, of those elastic tissues to help restore resiliency to the skin. You see, I knew it was important, Janine. We had to talk about those wrinkles. <laughs> KJ, you did good on that one. You mentioned uh, something a minute ago, varicose veins. Yes. Oh, yes. Because you yes. mentioned it when you were talking about the process, the prostate. So mm-hmm. it probably is very important and also just people with varicose veins. Absolutely. So calcium can build up in the walls of the veins in a similar way that, that it does in the arteries. The, you know, the anatomy is a bit different there, but that's what happens. And then the veins will sort of be distend. They're not, uh, you know, um, acting the way they normally would. They become distended and, and stick out. And, and that's ultimately a, a major factor in the process of varicose veins. And mm-hmm. K2 has been shown to help with the heaviness and achiness associated with varicose veins, as well as many people report improved appearance of their varicose veins. See, that, that's a big thing. And, you know, and, and it, along with those varicosities in the veins, uh, people don't think too much about this little talked about thing, and that's the hemorrhoids, which are just basically veins that have become that's right. the yeah, same. Ultimately, yeah, ultimately, that's just a form of varicose vein, and, varicose and it's the vein, same, right. you know, same process. Right, right, excellent. You know, th- when you think about K2 and, and all the... Various things, I mean, we've had to kind of rush through things here tonight, but even the things that we've talked about here tonight, and think about all the various health issues that we've touched on, cardiovascular health, um, you know, the the, osteoporosis, osteoporosis, you know, think about all that stuff. This is something that really is a a revolutionary find, if you will, our discovery uh, on this K2 and how it really acts and and interacts in all of our various bodily processes. It's a nutrient that is as important as vitamin D, and we've heard so much about vitamin D. Oh, yeah. And yet we've overlooked K2, essentially due to a case of mistaken identity. So yes. now we're, you know, K2 is, is uh, catching up to vitamin D, and we're understanding its importance. And anybody who is taking vitamin D or calcium especially needs to learn about vitamin K2 and should be taking that as well. Exactly. And, you know, again, Janine and I want to, you know, advise all our listeners um, to get this book, 
Uh, it's vitamin K2 and the calcium paradox. It's, it's definitely going to be one that when you get it and read it, you'll say, gosh, I should have read this a year ago. You know, th- this is information you have to have. It is. Well, Dr. K, we have, we're coming to the close of, this, of the show, and we hate to do it because, gosh, we could probably talk for another hour about this. Uh, but we've thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, Janine and I would just love to uh, thank you again for being our yes. guest. Thank you very much. Yes, very You're much so. You're welcome, so. Doctors Jim and, and Dr. Janine. I really appreciate being here and helping to spread the word about this important nutrient. That's right, that's right. Well, and uh, we really appreciate that. And, and like I say, uh, we're coming up on the end of the show. So, folks, uh, next week, uh, matter of fact, next week we're going to have uh, our, our old friend Dr. Stephanie Seneff back on talking about statin drugs. Uh, you might want to listen to that one, Kate. That'll be an interesting one. Uh, Stephanie's always interesting when she gets wound up. Uh, so that'll be a, a very interesting show. So join us next week for Live Healthy, Be Healthy, and in the meantime, eat some real food. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health. It's like vitamins A and D because they work all together together. Uh, and I think that they would see greater benefits if they studied them together.